Hello, this is Rob Hirschfeld with the latest Shiny Podcast. I was supposed to be talking in OpenStack in Berlin, doing a session on their Edge infrastructure called Don't Touch That, what you need to think about for Edge, but you're probably not, which is, in a lot of cases, a summary of things that we've been talking about in this podcast already, and some of my insights about how things are transforming. Since I'm not doing it there, and if I had, you wouldn't have been able to see it anyway, I thought I would share it share some of the ideas that are, that are going through my head as I, as I prepared for doing that session. It really comes back fundamentally to this idea that when we talk about edge infrastructure, we're not talking about cloud infrastructure. We're not talking about data center infrastructure in the traditional sense. While we have a lot of definitions for what cloud means, one of the ones that I think is important to understand is really zero touch, no people involved in maintaining the infrastructure. And that doesn't mean it's AI and undesigned. I just mean that we're going to have to assume when we build edge infrastructure that it doesn't have easy access to people. Uh, that, that traditionally would mean it's on a cell phone tower in a locked location, but it could also mean that it's just in a data center that you would have to drive to get to, or in a CLAC where there's almost so much security that you don't want to touch it. Physi lack of physical access should be a desired state. A lot of data centers are already hard to access, but not so hard that we have had to build dramatic contingencies. And I expect Edge to push us over. Uh, if it takes a truck roll to get a server rebooted or fixed, then that's a serious problem. And we might not be in environments where we want to have a whole bunch of out-of-band IP management remote console capabilities, right? The idea of a crash cart that you can hook up to a server and diagnose is going away. It goes away in a lot of cases in data centers already, but it's going away from what we would expect to see in edge infrastructures. And I say that both from the practical cost of truck rolling and sending people to a site to do administration, but even from the cost perspective of cabling it and wiring it, making sure that I have all these remote access technologies. And so part of what we need to think about when we look at edge is that the scale of edge and the small sites of edge change the economics and some of the efficiencies that we have to drive. And so when, when I say don't touch that for edge infrastructure, uh, it's not just, oh, wait, I have to think about, can I send a person? It's changing the economics of running it. And from that perspective, I believe that we have to approach edge infrastructure from the ground up with this mentality in mind, that when we're building edge data centers, it's not a matter of just saying, yes, we can do, you know, yes, I can take my Ansible scripts and run them. I don't think that's a sufficient answer. I think that what we're looking at has to be able to be completely autonomous. It, it can't rely on some external actor. So when a machine boots into an edge infrastructure, it has to be able to go completely through its process, get online, be connected to the other infrastructure without having to phone home, without having to go back across a, a, a restricted bandwidth item uh, a line to get its images, it should be able to work and operate right there on the spot. And, and that's an important thought process for this. And, and that means we can't build 10 or even a three control plane system and have three machines that are running this infrastructure. Uh, it has to be built into the infrastructure in a way that we haven't thought about before. Um, as almost an autonomic behavior. So new machines being provisioned and built have to be able to come online from just 
a UPS uh, driver, and I do mean a UPS driver, should be able to be be granted remote access to a cabinet of servers. You know, two clips, un- remove the machine, and then unbox the machine that they're putting in and slide it back in. Close the cabinet and then walk away. That system has to know that it wasn't tampered with. It has to be secure. Has to be able to verify that it was the machine that it thought it was, and then go through all the process. Um, ideally, just right there and send a text to the driver. Yes, it worked. Thank you. You know, all that stuff has to be able to be completely autonomous. We cannot be in a place where the sysadmin or a remote worker or an IT operative is involved in that process. It, it has to really be that simple that a UPS driver can swap out a server and walk away. Because that's what it's going to look like. And, and those servers are not going to show up always with the same brand or always with the same spec. They're, they're going to be different things, right? It won't, I, I, the other analogy for that is I think of these widely publicized Chick-fil-A, uh, Nook-based Kubernetes clusters, where every restaurant has a standalone Kubernetes cluster built out of Nooks, uh, which are not resilient, hardened machines. They're, they're literally a couple of things on a wire rack, as far as I've seen through pictures. Hopefully they're a little bit more protected. But from that perspective, you think of the fry cook also being your IT expert. Um, you now, with high schools today, that actually they might have more expertise than, than uh, some of our, our legacy IT professionals happily. But the idea here that I'd like to see is that you could say, okay, I have my high school educated IT professional able to you know unbox a new nook, put it in the rack, plug it into the switch and power it on, wait for a green light to flash, and then go back to making fries. The systems must be that simple. They must be so simple that that action results in a node being added to the Kubernetes cluster. That we could you know, ship a sheet of paper with some pictures that explain how to do things. And you know, this isn't just a problem from a U.S. perspective. This is a, 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 a international, global-spanning problem as we get into places where you can't count on the fry cook having, you know, some a high school IT that you're sending somebody pictures with no words to explain how to plug things in, and that's what I think we're looking at, and we have to be looking at as we build IT infrastructure for edge applications. Uh, it's necessary for scale. It's necessary for skills. It's necessary for resilience, and it's necessary to be able to build out the infrastructure fast enough. If we're counting on sending out a skilled IT team every time we bring up a new data center, that's a problem. Right? I was listening to uh, the Starling X def- definition for OpenStack of what a, a new mach- infrastructure looked like. And it involved a USB stick and a skilled operator in the field plugging in new servers and then bringing up a site and then handing it over to a high-end system admin in a, in a remote knock so that they could do a whole bunch of actions and scripts. Uh, that sounds better, maybe? But you have remote action. You're counting on networks. You're counting on a whole bunch of things to work. You're counting on people to know what to do. And none of that is being factored into this mini cloud strategy. Uh, To me, when we look at edge infrastructure, we need to be thinking about how we're going to accomplish the zero touch performance first. How we're going to make sure Raiden BIOS is patched on a regular basis. How are we going to do image-based deployments so that we don't have to do NetBoot provisioning? Um, How are we going to do red-blue blue-green deployments across hundreds of thousands of data centers? How are we going to ensure that we're not ring-and-spoking so that we have all of these centralized office failure points? Those are solvable problems, and in my mind, if we can solve them 
first, which I think we can, then what we build on the edge becomes much easier. Uh, and, and I hearken back, and I would do this at the OpenStack conference, to our OpenStack experience, which did not focus on the operability of the platform, that, that made that a second-tier function. And we never sat down and said, data centers are hard to run. How do we make OpenStack easy, 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 and solve those problems as part of solving OpenStack? And they're out of scope for OpenStack, and they still are, which I think is a travesty, especially with the new focus on open infrastructure. We can't just rub OpenStack on something and, and hide these underlying infrastructure problems because the whole point of what I've just spent the last 15 minutes talking about is that in edge infrastructures, these are first order concerns. If you don't have the physical environment, base operating systems, the RAID and BIOS, the networking topology, fully automated, simple, and fast, everything you build on top of that is going to be flaky and hard to use, and that's exactly what we saw happen with the OpenStack installs in industry where they didn't create repeatable patterns because they didn't solve the first problem. Uh, I hope this has helped you think about at least what I'm seeing as you know, the, the way we're not approaching edge uh, and hopefully opened your eyes a little bit to thinking through first order problems before we layer on containers and storage and networking abstractions that, that are all important also, but won't work well until we've actually created an environment where they can be successful. This is Rob Hirschfeld. Signing out for this uh, special solo Latest Shining episode.